0: It's for real on the bench in the biggest way possible, hanging out the bad seat, a broken eat a bad apple with a bad attitude, hanging around a bunch of bad actors, bad taste, bad lie bad do, bad bread, bad attitude, bad vibes. We are live in the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans studios in New York. Home is more than a house. It's a personal paradise. Get yours with Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. Our toll free line, I might as well give it to you. Eight five five two one two four CBS brought to you by Geico. Great news, you can save a bunch of money. Switch to Geico, go to Geico.com and in fifteen minutes you can save fifteen percent or more on your car insurance. People dressed in plastic bags, directed traffic, some kind of fashion shake out up, shadub. all my friend that come around, I had to a of oh, rats on the west side, Bedbugs. sometimes what a mass of to tatter, my brain's splattered all over Manhattan, Shadoubi, shake out. Are you with us tonight from New York? All righty. You got the number, 855-212-4CBS. Uh, Dan horde will join us, the play-by-play voice of the Bengals and the Cincinnati Bearcats. We got a good football team. Uh, one good football team there, Cincinnati uh, Bearcats, and then one bad team, the Bengals. A.J. Green is allegedly... Supposed to play this weekend, but I don't think he is. He's got a, He's out. He's got a yeah. swollen ankle, or what he's, is it? He's uh, had
3: a setback.
0: Yeah, what's the deal?
3: I mean, just why even bother at this point? You might as well just shut it down for the whole year. Just don't even play.
0: I mean, this guy's missed the whole season.
3: Yeah, yeah he hasn't played a game yet.
0: So, uh, Ryan Finley, the NC State quarterback, is going to be the guy running the show now. No more Andy Dalton.
3: First start this uh, weekend.
0: So that's the end of Andy Dalton? Probably. Pretty much. We'll talk to Dan Horde about that. Uh, Rick Haro at 40 past this hour. By the way, uh, Dan Horde at, in about 10 minutes. Then Rick Harrow at 40 past the hour on our Sports Business Report. 11 o'clock Eastern and 8 Pacific. LaMonica Garrett. He's an actor. And you've seen him in everything from Arrow to... Sons of Anarchy. Now he's in a movie with Nick Cage called Primal. And we'll have him on at 11.03 Eastern. And Thursday Night Football we got going on right now. Pretty good game at the dump, right? It's, uh, what was it, 10-0 Raiders at one point, And then the Chargers took the lead 14-10. And now the Raiders answered that and scored before the half, made it 17-10. 14 Raiders. That's where we are right now. And the Raiders have the ball at the start of the second half in their own end at around uh, the 30. Now moving it up to around the 44 after a Renfro catch and first down. A flag on the play. Of course, the first play I have watched tonight, a flag. Every play has a flag now in the NFL. It's we, Do we not talk about this every night that it's like Every night we're in here, we talk about how every play there's a flag in the NFL now. And you mean to tell me these morons at the league office don't realize this? I mean, are these not the biggest stuffed millionaire white boy club of losers ever that they can't figure out that they are ruining this game with all their G-damn flags? Man, I I was just going to cuss so heavily right there. I was just, that was like a Tiger Woods backswing stop. If I've ever seen one, you know, when the guy flashes the camera and he stops in his swing up at the top and just shuts it down. Only he can do that. Everyone else swings through and slices it out of bounds. Uh, I can't stand watching the NFL anymore with all the flags. I really, it's becoming uh, like I like watching Red Zone Channel. There's no denying it. I, I can't get enough of that. But I I have to tell you, these games, like, you know, individual games, you know what I mean? Like the Red Zone Channel, got like eight games going at once. That's awesome. Because when you have a bad game, you just have seven other good ones to deal with, or maybe four good ones, or you know what I mean? Maybe half and half. But when it's just one game, what you get is lots of flags and tons of commercials. Am I right? I mean, honestly, it is the most laborious event waiting for... These games to be played, like the commercial breaks, the timeouts, the the replays, uh, the challenges. Oh, my God. It's like, you think uh, baseball's bad. Football makes baseball look like a party. Right? I mean, am I wrong? I mean, are these football games not three and a half, four hours now, every one of them? I mean, they really are. Only baseball World Series games go four and a half hours. The rest of them go three and a half hours, at least. But how about when they get to the games in, like, September in baseball? They try to get those in in about two hours and 20 minutes, don't they? As quickly as possible. A lot
3: of those take longer, especially the teams that are in the playoff race because they've they got the expanded rosters. They're bringing a billion different people into pitch. pitch. Uh, those can get a little long, too. Your boy. I don't think the NFL is that bad. The college is out, out of control. College football is... Four hours minimum. I don't think the NFL's that bad. I think it's three flat pretty much all the time.
0: Three hours for a three game. Three hours.
3: I mean, you get occasionally a couple that spill to three fifteen. But college on Saturdays, forget it. I mean the noon games ending at three forty five, the three thirty <laughs> games ending at eight o'clock. I mean it is just It really is. And those eight o'clock games
0: They go till two in the morning. <laughs>
3: they go forever. I mean it's,
4: no, it's back 12 games that they start like 10 and go to like 2 in the morning. It's ridiculous.
0: Here's the Raiders getting down to the like 4-yard line. What do we got going here, Carver High? Did you bet on the Raiders tonight, Carver High? I
3: liked the Chargers tonight. Ooh.
0: Mafia, who did you like tonight?
4: I was on the Raiders because everyone was getting high off the Chargers off that game last week, but I think, you know, the Raiders being at home, I get, thought gave them an advantage on the short week.
0: Oh, uh, look at the Devils taking the lead in uh, the Saddle Dome with a nice little 2-on-1 break. Nice little snapper saucer feed for the snapper. I'll take the snapper, please. Grilled. Gusev with the goal. That was a beautiful play. Uh, There you go. And uh, the NBA finds the Clippers 50,000 over Doc Rivers' comments that were inconsistent on the health of Kawhi Leonard. So wait. First, they don't play him because he they're clearly lying through their teeth of course they are and he, they just gave him the night off right because there's nothing wrong with him he's playing they the told night.
3: the league he had a legitimate injury so and that, he couldn't play back- to-backs because of a legitimate injury so
0: they were lying about that
3: well he you know he doesn't want to play back- to-backs you don't want to play him he hasn't played him in two three years so
0: they're I mean, just gonna was... are they gonna keep doing this and getting fined
4: no because now they're gonna tell doc shut your mouth if we sit him he's injured don't say anything else. The problem was that Doc went in the pregame, and they asked him about, you know, what the fans? You know, what do you say to the fans who came and they don't get to see him? He's like, you know what it is. Like they said, is he really injured? He's like, yeah, not really. So he, he basically feels great. admitted they're lying.
3: He feels great. That's what he said. Really? And he's he's playing tonight? So from now he's
4: just not going to do the you know, pregame press conference about that.
0: Is he playing tonight? Tonight he is in. Tonight he's in. Which,
4: yeah, you really got a legit injury if you could play the next night. Come on. If, you're really, if your knee is that injured, you sit out a week or two. You don't sit out one night.
0: Wow, that's crazy. Uh, did you see Tiger selected himself for the President's Cup roster?
3: Kept Ricky Fowler off.
0: Why not? Didn't he just win some tournament in Japan or something? He did,
3: yes. I think the bigger thing was him taking Patrick Reed over Ricky Fowler. That's what everybody got up in arms about.
0: Oh, they're mad about that?
3: Yeah, because nobody likes Patrick Reed. That's why. Nobody likes him.
0: They don't like so, him. And so everyone likes Ricky.
3: Everybody loves Ricky. So Ricky should be there.
0: So does Tiger, did he make that move because he thinks Patrick Reed's a better golfer?
3: I, I think there was a couple factors into it. I, I guess you have to take into consideration the course that they're playing on. That these, these But doesn't that
0: guy play great in these Ryder Cups? And, well, that's the and thing. President and and in
3: President and Ryder Cups, he brings uh, a lot of energy, a fire. lot of passion. He brings Fire. I want Patrick Reed on those Ryder and President Cup teams. I I want him playing in those. Yeah, I don't have a problem with
0: that. That guy's, uh, you know, got some onions.
3: And he took Woodland, who, you know, he won the U.S. Open this year. So, I don't have a problem with that either.
0: Oh, the Woodland he took? Yeah,
3: he won the U.S. Open this year. Fine. Dick Woodland, I don't have a problem.
0: So, but uh, everyone's mad about Ricky Fowler.
3: Well, yeah, isn't he the
0: guy that never wins?
3: And of course, Tiger, you know, that was a tough call I had to make to him, you know, all, all that.
0: And Whatever, calm down. There you go. Uh, so we're going to talk about everything tonight, and we have, um, as well, uh, all the college games going on. There, there are college football games tonight, there's games tomorrow. I believe. And then Saturday, we got a million games. Sunday, uh, Pain Day. It's all happening. 855 212 4 CBS is the number. Dan Horde is up next, the voice of the Cincinnati Bengals and Bearcats.
1: You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. All right,
0: 855 212 4 CBS to get on the bench. Uh, Dan Horde is the voice of not only the uh, Bengals in the NFL Pain Day, but the Bearcats of Cincinnati, and they got a great football team this year and basketball. Uh, they have a new coach, uh, I think, uh, John Brannon. I don't know how long he's been there. I, I remember uh, your boy Mick rolled out to Pauley Pavilion, <laughs> right? And, uh, yeah. and I, didn't you start the, uh, the coaches show tonight at, at some boathouse somewhere? I, that sounded like a good time. I wish I went to that instead of this.
2: The home of the world's greatest ribs, the Montgomery Inn in Cincinnati. Multiple locations we were at the phone (laughs) house tonight. Highly recommended the next time you visit my
0: fair city. That's right. It's a great place, the Queen City. Uh, Let me ask you. It's great to have you on the show. Uh, So... Uh, what did you think of their, uh, in their game in Columbus last night? I, they're, uh, I've always liked their program uh, in basketball. I thought Mick Cronin did a great job there. They've always been, uh, I think, pretty good at hoops. And now the football team, Fickle's done so well. Let's start with the basketball team, what you saw last night in Columbus.
2: Well, I think they're going to be good, but they do have a new head coach in John Brandon. And his style is polar opposite from Mick Cronin. Mick Cronin is a defensive-oriented coach. You're going to try to win games 54-51. to John Brannon is an offensive-oriented coach. You're going to try to win games 84-81. to And they're still in the adjustment phase. So they didn't play great last night, but I do think it's going to be a very good team and likely to go to the NCAA tournament for the 10th consecutive year.
0: So um, did you think Ohio State had a good team when it was all said and done, what you were watching? Because they've had a lot of changes, too.
2: Yeah, they're good. They're ranked 16th in the country in the coaches' poll. They have Caleb Wesson back. He's one of the best big men in the Big Ten. And they have the number one recruiting class in the Big Ten this year, I think the number four overall recruiting class. So Ohio State has a lot of young guys. They were inconsistent last night, uh, rallied from seven down to beat Cincinnati in the end, but I do think both teams will ultimately wind up in the NCAA attorney.
0: You made your bones uh, doing, didn't you do uh, like Pawtucket uh, baseball? Were <laughs> you doing the, the socks up there? And is that I is did. that where you got your, your bones made?
2: Well, it's one of the stops I've had along the way. Like uh, many people in this business, I've bounced around a bit, but right. I did spend six years with the uh, mighty Pawtucket Red Sox at McCoy Stadium, and they were fun years.
0: Wow, so you're a QS guy, right? That is correct. Were you upset that they uh, scored 34 points last night? (laughs) (laughs) I
2: was. I was also upset with the fact that they played Virginia in the opening game of the season. What are you doing, ACC, pairing two of your best programs in the season opener where the quality of play is likely to be lousy? And it was... I mean, they will get to play again and hopefully a couple more times. But uh, that's bad scheduling on the part of the league, in my opinion. Yeah,
0: no doubt. So what do you think of uh, this football team of uh, Fickles? I I think they're great. And, you know, uh, that game last week was certainly stressful with East Carolina on the road. They got it done. But what a wild game.
2: They did. They gave up more than 500 passing yards, and Cincinnati is a really good defensive team, so that was a shocker. Thankfully, they escaped with a 46-43 win on a field goal at the gun, but if you look at the rankings right now, Cincinnati is the highest-rated team outside of the Power Five conferences, and if they can run the table, which isn't going to be easy, but if they can do it, they will play in a New Year's Six Bowl, likely to be the Cotton Bowl. So that's the goal right now.
0: How do you like uh, Fickle and working with him and doing a radio show with him and uh, and just the job he's doing? Because, I, I, you know, I think he's not long for this world there. I, I think he's really making a name for himself, and, and he's going to be sought after heavily.
2: No question about it. Uh, schools are going to come after him this off season, and we'll see what happens. We're kind of used to that at Cincinnati. We've had a run of unbelievably good coaches, and many of them le- have left after three years. This is year three for Coach Fickle. So it happened with Mark D'Antonio. It happened with Brian Kelly. It happened with Butch Jones. We've seen some awfully good ones move on. Uh, I'd love Coach Fickle to stick around for a while longer, and he does have six kids which might be the thing that keeps him in Cincinnati for a while. He's got a a young family. Uh, His wife's family and his extended family are from the Columbus area, so I'm not sure how far he wants to move away
0: from the Midwest, but we'll see what opens up. I mean, uh, six kids. What is it, the Brady Bunch? (laughs) I mean, my God. Uh, Yeah, he is a
2: staunch Catholic, and uh, they have six kids, including two sets of young twin boys. So, oh my uh, gosh! I'll tell you what. My uh, respect goes to Amy Fickle because while while Luke Fickle is doing what college football coaches have to do in terms of coaching, recruiting, and managing a program, she is getting it done with the six kids. And uh, like I said, four very young.
0: That is crazy. Uh, Dan Howard, the great voice of uh, the Bengals and Cincinnati hoops and football in the Queen City, with us on the bench. Let's talk about the Bengals. Uh, it's certainly been a frustrating season, but. Times are a-changing. They're finally going to go with a kid from NC State, Finley. We've seen him play a lot of college football. It's kind of exciting when you think about it uh, because they've been with Andy for so long, and they were with Marvin Lewis for so long. And this is just my opinion. Like, it got stale. It really did uh, for me, like, watching them. Uh, and because I'm i I'm a Steeler fan. So like I'm they're in the division in the north. So I've always watched him and I've always wondered, what are they doing? Like, I understood why he was there, the continuity and everything that, that br- the Browns like. But honestly, like it, I thought all of it hit a point like a, it just was no turning back. And I like the fact that they've got uh, Taylor now. I like the fact that they're actually going to give this kid a chance. How do you feel about it?
2: Well, I agree with Marvin. I do think over the last few years it did get stale, and obviously his boss and my my boss, Mike Brown, agreed when he made the coaching change and, and turned it over to a very young head coach in Zach Taylor. As for Ryan Finley, they need to find out what they have in him. They've got eight games to go. Uh, They're likely to have one of the top picks in the draft, so before you commit to trying to get Tua or Joe Burrow or whomever, you want to find out if Ryan Finley might be the guy. He was a fourth-round draft pick, so typically those guys don't wind up being star quarterbacks in the NFL, but it does happen from time to time. and they certainly want to find out if it might be the case with Ryan Finley. He was certainly impressive in the preseason. In his first preseason game against the Chiefs, he completed his first 10 passes. In his second preseason game against the Redskins, he completed his first nine. He had a passer rating in the preseason of 99-plus. We'll see what he can do against that Ravens defense this Sunday.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, that football team's enough to drive you nuts trying to stop Lamar Jackson. Uh, how do you think the Bengals will deal with him other than uh, it's a nightmare?
2: Yeah, it is a nightmare, and they faced him twice already. They faced him in his first NFL start about this time last year, November of last year, and they faced him three games ago, so they have recent experience of facing Lamar Jackson. He topped 100, yard rush, 100 yards rushing in both of those games. He's the only quarterback in history to do that in back-to-back games against the same opponent, and it hasn't just been him uh, when the Ravens have faced the Bengals with Lamar at quarterback, they've rushed for 536 yards in those two games. So the Bengals have to find out a way to at least limit the Ravens to, to something in the 100 to 150 range as opposed to a 250-plus.
0: But they, it wasn't like they got blown out. They lost to them by about six or something. And they they, they've been in a lot of games, the Cardinal game, the Raven game, the Bills game, the Seahawk game. I mean, they could just as easily have four wins. Yes, they've had fourth-quarter
2: leads in four of their games, so they have been close, and you're right. The first one was a six-point game, although the Bengals scored a late touchdown to cut the margin to six. It didn't feel like a one-score game uh, for much of that game, but as I said, they've faced Lamar Jackson twice. They've lost both of those games, but one was by three. The other was by six, so even though they're a a double-digit underdog this week, they're they're not – conceding anything, I think those players genuinely believe that uh, they've got a shot at pulling
0: off the upset at home. Uh, Dan Horn with us, uh, the great voice of the Bengals. Do you think that uh, this whole uh, Green situation is – it's just such a disaster. And, and I, I guess with this setback now – because I thought he was going to play Sunday, and now today he has a setback. Uh, there was some inkling here of when I mentioned it in the open of the show – Before you came on, I had mentioned that he had had a setback. And there were people here that said they should shut him down permanently for this year. How do you feel about his latest problems? I mean, this has got to be so frustrating for him because he's such a stud and he's been, you know,
2: worthless. He's now basically missed an entire season. He missed the last eight games last year. Well, seven of the last eight. He was in for one quarter and one game. And he's missed the first eight this year. So he's basically missed an entire season. When he got hurt last year, the Bengals were 5-3. and three. They've won one game since. So that's what A.J. Green means to this franchise. I thought he was going to play this week. Head coach Zach Taylor thought he was going to play this week. Now he is not going to play this week. And today, for the first time, I seriously wondered whether he will play at all this year. He, he had a setback. He was looking good. He practiced on Monday. Then they had a, a walkthrough uh, yesterday morning, and his ankle Uh, swelled up after that walkthrough, so he's not going to play until he's 100%. He shouldn't play until he's 100%. The team is 0-8, but he's in the final year of his contract. He obviously wants to get paid and, and should get paid, and in order to get the kind of deal that he deserves and wants he, he probably needs to get out there and show that he can be healthy again so it'll be interesting to see what happens over the final eight games of the year
0: do they like Mixon? and I still like uh I actually like Atkins game uh, rushing a passer and Sam Hubbard hasn't been bad either all things being equal
2: yeah you're right about all of those guys Joe Mixon led the AFC in rushing last year and you know, he's been bad this year, but it really hasn't been his fault. The Bengals have had so many struggles over the last four years on the offensive line and people outside of Cincinnati and actually even inside of Cincinnati say, well, why haven't they fixed the offensive line? Don't they realize you've got to have a better line? Well, they do realize it. And they have invested a ton of capital in trying to fix this offensive line. Their last two number one draft picks have been offensive linemen They traded for Cordy Glenn, which was basically signing a big-time free agent because he had three years left on one of the richest left tackle deals in the NFL. When they made the trade, they signed John Miller to be the right guard this year, and despite all of their efforts – Cordy Glenn's been in concussion protocol all year. Jonah Williams, the top offensive lineman in the draft this year, hasn't played. He got injured in many camp before the training camp even began. So it's just been a disaster in trying to fix that O-line.
0: Uh, Dan, great stuff tonight. Uh, I'll be rooting for the Bearcats uh, with this final few games of the football season. and hope they get a play in a great Uh, big bowl game. Uh, I think they've been uh, a lot of fun to watch. I've enjoyed watching them play ball and uh, continued success with that gig with the uh, university. It's a great gig doing their basketball and football. They got great athletic program. I think that's unrecognized. I think it deserves way more attention than it gets. And, uh, Hopefully the Bengals will turn around for you. I mean, uh, I think they uh, are changing the guard right now. Things are, things are changing. I like it. New coach. Give the kid a shot at quarterback. Let's see where they go. Hopefully A.J. will get back one of these days. It's a pleasure having you on the bench tonight. Congrats on all your success and uh, getting the big gigs in Cincinnati. Keep rocking it. Thanks for coming on CBS Sports Radio. My pleasure, Scott. Thanks for having me on. My man, Dan Horde, the voice of the Bearcats and Bengals in the Queen City.
1: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
0: You're listening to Pharrell on the Bench. 855 five cbs the number to get on the bench. Don't forget, sign up for PharrellOnTheBench.com. All my football plays are up for the weekend. Uh, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, every game. College last week, 66% of my bets hit, including my top five plays, six of my top seven. Boom. I've been in the 60s every single week of the season in terms of bets covered. Last week, NFL 70%, my fifth week in the 70s. 5 and one in my top six plays, 9-4-1 in my spreads. All I do is make people money. Hide the money from your wife. Sign up. com. Riccardo is our sports business and legal insider on CBS Sports Radio. So I was watching this uh, kid the other night, uh, Rick, for the Penguins. What was his name? Uh, do you remember uh, the kid from Harvard? Uh, Carver Hyde had scored a uh, Marino, the kid Marino. He scored a goal in his, uh, his first NHL goal he scored uh, the other night against Boston. In Boston, against the Bruins, uh, you know, and he went to Harvard, and his mom and dad were at the game. It was pretty cool. A little Harvard boy getting involved.
1: Yeah, you know, Harvard guys, we, we, uh, we hold our powder until it's dramatic you know and that 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 that's the deal. By the way, I am here watching your Rangers. Your Rangers played really well here in Raleigh. I don't I don't get it.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's Mafia's Rangers. Uh they beat the uh, right, Carolina four to, 4 to 2. That's amazing. Uh so uh you're in Raleigh. What are you doing in Raleigh?
1: A speech today and then tomorrow Duke uh, and Colorado State. Uh you know, coach K wrote the 4 to our book. So, uh, you know, giving him a book and signing it and that kind of thing and then uh, hanging around Saturday for Duke-Notre Dame, which, who knows? How'd
0: you get Shashevsky uh, to write your forward?
1: Because Jerry Colangelo made a commitment, and Jerry Colangelo, I remember, was kind of his boss at USA Basketball. You would say that. Right. They're also really good friends. And, you know, my daughter went to Duke. So, with look, with, with four years of tuition, right, right, the least he could do is write a forward. You
0: know, my dad uh, went to Duke, and I hate him. Do you hate Duke? I hate Duke and him. Oh. <laughs> so,
1: I don't know what the hell to say to that, pal. That's uh, all I got to say. know,
0: I really, honestly. So, uh, moving on. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, the World Series uh, champion nationals. The thing I wanted to talk about most is that baby shark craze because Gerardo Para he was on Good Morning America. That guy's turned into a rock star because of that baby shark craze.
1: 4,500 adult and children's baby shark products. For Halloween. And, and, you know, like everybody says, it's kind of stupid. I think it's cool because at least now baseball is doing something for the young demographic. And most people who have the baby shark costumes have no idea who he is. But it's really kind of a good idea that the Washington Nationals are doing something other than appealing to 60-year-olds.
0: Yeah, 3.8 billion YouTube views. Yeah, how that's, about that? That's crazy. How about the uh, Niners, the only undefeated team in the NFL?
1: Yeah, let's see what happens after Monday night. I mean, that's going to be a big deal. I think probably after Monday night, um, all of my former Dolphin buddies, you know, the 17-0 Mercury Morris guys, will crank the champagne open earlier this year. Usually you wait until probably 12th or 13th game. No undefeated teams after Monday, although you never know.
0: Although, uh, going back to the Duke thing for a second, you know, you remember Mafia when my son Gunner said he wanted to go to Duke and um, I just wasn't having it. I told him that he should go to Miami. It's a great private school down in Coral Gables, as you know, Rick. And yeah. I said that everyone that goes to Duke ends up being a, a P in life. And I, I won't continue the word after I use the letter P.
1: Wow. Interesting. I thought you had, you had destined that for Harvard. Uh, because, uh, you know, of our relationship.
0: No, because Harvard guys make tons of money and they're winners. Uh, the Duke, uh, you know, people that go to Duke, they spend their whole life talking about Duke. And then people that go to Harvard spend their whole life making tons of money.
1: Well, yeah, that,
0: that's, probably, that's, that's probably right. People that go to Duke never shut up about Duke. People that go to Harvard just go make lots of money, which I'm in favor of. Yeah, uh,
1: I, I, no, you're, you're totally right. I am right. I'll be able to tell you how good Duke's basketball program is, again, as, as kind of the, uh, you know, retooled team. Uh, after tomorrow. Yeah, it's after
0: the they beat Colorado State by 40. Yeah, um, yeah. By the way, one quick thing.
1: I, I watched Georgia Tech last night, uh, or Georgia State last night. It was in Atlanta. They beat uh, some school I didn't even heard of, 104 to 35. You shouldn't have those games. Man. The, the That's true. The games, man. It was, it was amazing. Well, that was
0: just like Syracuse. They scored 34, yeah, 34 points last game. night.
1: I saw that. Uh, by the way, one quick thing. Shout out to uh, our, our buddy Mad Dog. I'm, I'm on with him once a week. I guess you're on with him tomorrow, right?
0: Oh, yeah, he's yeah. great. My guy in East Lansing. Yeah, he uh, loves you. He's awesome. So yeah, tell sure. me about the uh, the whole thing with the NCAA with, you know, the, uh, you know, them being able now athletes to make money in some capacity or another. We all know the big change that's going on.
1: Yeah, and the NFLPA is getting involved in it now too, which I don't know if that's a good idea or not. The big change, by the way, is not really – we don't know what the details are yet because, you know, who's going to get the endorsement dollars? Is it going to deal with all – Divisions? Is it going to deal with all sports, men's, women's, Title Nine, all of that? The fine print says it's not going to go into effect till 2021, and that's really the deal because now the work really starts for the next 15, 16 months to pass all of the rules and get them all in order. The devil's in the details.
0: Uh, so the uh, MLS Cup is Sunday in Seattle. Is there really uh, professional soccer in this country?
1: Well, there is in a certain place, like in Seattle. <laughs> you know, listen, you can't get a ticket in Seattle. There are going to be 70,000 wild-ass people there for that game, just like in Atlanta last year. Remember in the finals there was about 67,000, right. I remember it. So there are pockets of soccer, yes, but don't go around saying there's no soccer. Yeah, Mafia,
0: didn't you go to a Sounders game?
4: Yeah, I went to the last game of the season. It was awesome. People How were many
1: nuts. people? How many people?
4: The whole stadium was packed. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, yeah.
1: it's a, it, that's a big, you know, Seattle, Portland, Vancouver, that whole rivalry up there. They got it going on. Like
0: Carver High's a real man. He watches uh, Premier League every week, not uh, MLS. Which I thought the guy, uh, the guy that played for the Galaxy, uh, what's his name, Ibrahimovic or whatever the hell his name is. He said it best. He said Ibrahimovic. He said uh, <laughs> without me, <laughs> well done. <laughs> without me, they're nothing. <laughs> yeah,
1: right. I know. I, I, I saw that too. He got got a certain amount of guts to say that. He's even right. Though- even though most people can't pronounce his name, most people are. Like, I can't geez, pronounce
0: it because I don't give a rat's ass right. about any of them. Exactly. Uh, here's the deal, and I'm glad I said it. Uh, how about the number of people watching the NFL on mobile devices? It's crazy.
1: It's the first time it's crossed. Now, very soon, we're going to have more people watching mobile devices than TVs, and we still can't measure what mobile devices mean as far as advertising dollars. So Madison Avenue's got to catch up because if you've got more young people watching and then everybody says that the NFL is an old people's league, they're wrong because they just don't understand who's watching and what they're watching about. So we've got to figure all that out.
0: Uh, so uh, the Magic are building a new arena. Well, they're building a new arena, but they've got the development around
1: it. The Magic has opened that arena a while ago, but now they're talking about an 8.5-acre mil- eight, eight project across from the Amway Center, 110,000 uh, square feet of retail space. 420,000 office space. They're moving their headquarters into the office tower. I was there last week uh, in a game that uh, was eminently forgettable. It's one of the worst games you've seen. But in November, we have a lot of those in the NBA. The good thing about it is downtown Orlando gets a big
0: boost, which is really important. Uh, How about the PGA? They're going to have on-site betting at their uh, golf tournaments now.
1: Scotty. if you and I would have said 10 years ago, that if we're sitting there watching a hole and we say, all right, closest to the pin for a buck, and, you know, five years later, Jay Monahan and the PGA Tour would actually encourage legal betting for the same thing, said we would have been crazy, but this is perfect because early, you know, early uh, rounds in a, or early times in around, nobody really cares about the guys who just barely made the cut. Now everybody's going to bet. They're going to have fun. It's going to be good for the game. Where
0: is there more betting on the face of the earth than on golf courses every day? I mean, it is the the premier place to bet in America is on a golf course. There's more betting, illegal or otherwise, on golf courses than anywhere in the world. We
1: used to hide it. Now we condone it.
0: Uh, There you go. Tech top stories. Call of Duty launching a new one. A league.
1: A league. And the Minnesota uh, Vikings uh, are really part of that, too. The Well family, which means that there are going to be a whole lot of other people involved in it. Gary Vanduchuk, a key investor. Blizzard Sports activating it. The Minneapolis Armory uh, Pro Bowl weekend basically kicks the league off. And so what do you think of next? Now we're going to have – Different games with different leagues, and all of the teams are going to be involved.
0: Uh, real quick, I got one minute. Respectfully, World Surf League increasing their content. Uh, I want to be a professional surfer. And uh, lastly, tell me about all the things like John Cena donating a half million to the firefighters in Cali.
1: LeBron James donating some money six hundred talk to- six hundred. To- I mean, he, he's donating a lot, but but you know he's he's in that he's in that fire zone. John Cena half million dollars. He's promoting this new California fire series that he's got, but really good. Uh, LeBron, others, good example of the power of sports, people coming to the rescue of people in need.
0: And then, uh, lastly, I got 10 seconds, the surfing. Uh, It's important that I sleep with as many girls in bikinis that surf as possible.
1: I'm not sure you surfing is going to help that. I think hopefully... Girls will look the other way and run very hard.
0: That's not possible. Uh, Rick, have a good time at Duke with all those losers you'll be hanging out with for the next few days.
1: Thanks. I'll make sure you say that. Say hi to a mad dog tomorrow. Tell him
0: my dad graduated there and didn't get him anything in life.
1: Oh, boy. Here you go. I'll Uh, see you. I hope hope he's proud of you. I know he is. I am. I'll talk to you next week. In
0: hell or wherever the hell he is. (laughs) Bye.